Hey there, and welcome to the Two Mom Life Podcast, a show for moms like us balancing it all and ready to live an inspired and full life. Everybody, welcome. I'm your host, Jody Freed, mom of four, Jewish community professional, and mother's empowerment coach. Motherhood is a journey, and on this podcast, inspired by Jewish thought, you will learn from other moms, receive practical advice, and loads of inspiration. Motherhood is messy and certainly not perfect. So here is to mom life, to finding your way, to finding perfect moments. Here is to you. You get to feel full. You get to feel whole. You get to be strong. This is what today's guest, Liba Yaffe, is all about. She is a Jewish woman, loud and proud, and really stands true to this belief, to this motto. In today's episode, I'm so excited to talk to Liba, who was a contestant on American Ninja Warrior, NBC's American Ninja Warrior, in a skirt. In a skirt, loud and proud. Listen in to understand some of the stuff, some of the struggle, some of the things she works through every day. Also, in this episode, note Liba's definition of beauty and her approach to that concept. It really is beautiful and influenced by stuff that's happened to her and her family and her life. This is a really, just a real episode, a real episode from two real women (laughs) talking about real things. And I hope it serves as an inspiration to you. I hope it serves as an inspiration to you if you're wanting to do something, if you're wanting to take a next step, if you're wanting to get active, to do that. And also in in terms of, of fostering that drive and desire and possibility in your daughters. Listen in. If you like the episode, please share on social media, forward the episode to a friend, let them know we all, the world becomes a better place when we all share our expertise and share our tools and resources. So thank you so much for choosing to spend your time here with us today and enjoy. You guys, I also want to let you know about an amazing program that I am rolling out this January called Journeys Mentorship for Jewish Moms. And this program is for growth-oriented mamas who want to let go of the overwhelm, inadequacy, and self-doubt in your life to embark on a journey of self-love, radical possibility, and strategy that supports you in redefining yourself and in achieving your dreams. This is groundbreaking, and it's all within a framework that incorporates our precious Jewish ideas and traditions and holds space for the ebbs and flows of our calendar. It also bolsters you in your role as a Jewish mother. So please, if this sounds interesting to you, if this sounds fun, book a call with me on my website, loveadventuremom.com slash journeys to learn more, to book a call and see if this is right for you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Two Mom Life podcast. It is an absolute treat to be here today with Liba Yaffe of Spirit Fit Life and also contestant on American Ninja Warrior. Liba has so many different aspects about her life, her journey, and what she does. She does absolutely incredible work in the world. So Liba, it's really a treat to have you. Can you introduce yourself briefly to our listeners? Sure. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. So 
where do I start? You just introduced me. So one more. <laughs> so, so tell us about, about why you do what you do. What, what was your motivation? Yes. I mean, we can start with Spirit Fit Life a little bit. Spirit Fit Life is a program that basically we help women become leaders of their lives in all areas, mind, body, spirit. I feel like it's part of my mission in life, you know, to really help women really build strength from the inside out. That's where the passion drives from. And once, you know, we started, it just, the fact that it took off so fast is just so much, you know, shows me just so much how needed this is in the world. Yeah, that's beautiful. When did you start? About two and a half years ago. Wonderful. Unbelievable. And how many women have you served through Spirit Fit Life? Oh, well, right now, currently, we are, have about 80 members. It's a program that it's exclusive, meaning it's not for everybody. We, we have to go through like an application process, you know, and it's a certain commitment time period. And then we also, we, I have about seven people that work for me, you know, different types of uh, professionals that are part of the team. And, and it's all over the world. So right now, we currently have 80 active members and we've helped hundreds. Yeah, that's beautiful. And one of the things about you that struck me from whenever I first started learning about you and hearing about you is really your commitment, your sense of commitment. It's like you're driven to do something and and you do it. And I think that that's a beautiful trait. And, you know, there are a few things that I just want to want to highlight and, and discuss. So number one, I mean, you're a firm woman who you're, you're active. You're, you were a contestant on American Ninja Warrior, like jumping and running and, and flipping and all of this stuff. And you're doing it all in a skirt and like, tell us how, you know, we have moms listening in who have daughters who they're from, they're religious and they're, sometimes it can feel really limiting. So tell us like, what's your advice to moms about helping themselves and their daughters really like step in and engage in some of those activities and be active um, while being a from Jewish woman? So I think that, you know, it starts from the beginning. A lot of women when they, you know, their thing that they'll say a lot to me is like, I used to do this and I used to do that. Right. And then they kind of struggle bridging it to like being a mom and also like doing things that they enjoy and hobbies. And, you know, they kind of just like let that go. And then it's, it gets hard for them to learn how to bring it back into life. Right. So, you know, to really finding the balance of being able to be, you know, athletic and, and bring that joy into your life and feel good and in your body and also be a mom. So, you know, it's, I would say like a big part of our journey here is that it started with my daughter who has alopecia. So she's, alopecia is is an autoimmune condition where it's like baldness. So she just, she doesn't have any hair. And I knew that, you know, in order to raise a confident like daughter, especially a confident daughter who has no hair that, you know, I needed to be fully a self, like I needed to be confident within myself and to really like be that example for her, because if I didn't feel like that, I can't really teach it. Um, and that's where really like a lot of it stemmed of like me really like getting that back myself and, you know, giving it over to other women that they can, you know, you could be an athlete, you could be on American Ninja Warrior and be a mom and maintain whatever religious standards you want. Like it's not, it's, it's not something that holds you back. If anything, it just enhances, right? And that's, I think, that where the struggle comes in to like have that balance of, you know, 
doing both. So let's talk about that modesty aspect for a second. How do you reconcile modesty and doing all of this, like in the presence of men and, you know, with modesty? Right. So I think modesty is a very like broad word, you know, like for everybody, it's going to look different, right? Like some people won't, you know, go like there's different levels and, and things that are and standards for everybody. Right. I, you know, I wear a skirt when I, when I do, you know, when I train and when I compete in public and all that kind of stuff, but I also compete with men and, you know, take less classes from men. So it's, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be different for everybody. For me, like, you know, modesty is a lot about, you know, the way you behave and the way that you're, you know, what you're representing and all that. And I think that it's a huge, like, I would say like, you know, Kedesh Hashem and just for, to, for, for religious women to see, but also like, and also for the world to see that you could, you know, you can do that. And also, you know, I know that when I was there, I was, you know, some people have never, ever met a religious Jew before. So it was just another, it was like, well, they're, they're, now their view can, is going to be completely changed because they, you know, instead of seeing like what's in the news, they can be like, oh, wow, like you can, there's a religious woman who's doing all this stuff. Like, that's so cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember when I got married, I started rock climbing and I was also like rock climbing in a skirt and like out there. And it was like, wow, what? It was very interesting to observe and to have these interactions with people who haven't really encountered that before and haven't encountered those differences. And what's been what's been going on in your head, like through this whole process? Do you ever feel less than or what what's kind of the internal dialogue that you have had with yourself around showing up looking different and doing things that sometimes no one has been in your shoes before no one's been done that before so also like I felt like as as a kid because I went to like religious schools that we didn't have any of these opportunities and I felt like left out meaning like I I was athletic but I never ever got to like use my like talents as a kid teenager and all that like I didn't have any of those out outlets you know so now it's, it's just like it's it you know I want all first of all other girls to see that they can do that and then you know for me to, to be able to have that like chance even as an adult you know that's just like one thing I don't like when I was on the show I felt so like cool that I stood out and it's not always like that like it happens to be that like the more you stand out the like everybody st- stood out in their own way. Like, I don't know, somebody's dressed up as a cowboy. The other one's dressed up as a, you know, like every people had costumes on it. Like, it wasn't strange to wear a skirt. Like it was, it was just like, cool. What does your skirt represent? It was just like another thing that obviously meant, obviously meant something because everybody wore something that meant something to their story. So it was just, you know, it was, it, it allowed me to tell my story because it was so visual, which I enjoyed. During practice, it's not like during training. It's like, it's not always like, I'm not, I don't always feel so positive. I'm just, sometimes I'm just like, oh, I just wish I could wear like a crop top and show my six pack. Like it would be so fun. You know, it's not easy. I wouldn't say it's like easy for me all the time. Like I know me and BD, you know, we always talk about that. There's times that you feel like lucky and it's easy. And then there's times that you're just like, I'm boiling hot. Like it's so annoying, you know, like just technical stuff. 
What's your advice to a parent who wants to get her daughter, you know, picking up some sports, being athletic, who sees that talent in, in her child and who's coming up against resistance from her daughter because she's not comfortable, you know, wearing a skirt and she is hot and she, you know, what's your advice to that mom? So, I mean, there's a lot of things that you could be asking. Like, it's not just about the clothing. It's about, does the girl feel confident? Like, you know, does she want to, like, does she believe in herself? Does she, you know, does she even, does she care? There's, it's, it starts from like so much before that, like the skirt is not holding her back. It's, it's all the things that are going on, you know, besides for that. Right. So for example, like my daughter, so she, you know, she was practicing her gymnastics and she kept getting like mad about it. Like, oh, so bad at it. I lost it. And, and, you know, I talked to her about the fact of like, if you want to learn something, if you want to be good at it, like you can't expect to just be good at it. Like the first time you try or the second time you try or the third time you try, like you have to, like, if you're going to get frustrated, you're never going to acquire it. It takes hard work. Like it takes hard work. But once you, if you put in the work, you'll get it and it'll feel so good. And like really teaching the skill of hard work. And I think that that's something that most of the things you can't really teach without example, Like you can't just preach and not do it yourself. Like a mom who's sitting there saying you should do this or you should, you know, you're so good at that. And meanwhile, she doesn't have any hobbies and doesn't do anything for herself. And, you know, is so lethargic and like, and then what she's just, the daughter is going to fight against it. As opposed to the kid just like wanting to be like her mom because her mom seems so joyful. Right. So it's like, you know, that like my daughter, like she literally tries to imitate everything I do. And she's like, you know, she's like, she says, I'm going to be like this and I'm going to be like that. And it's all the things that I'm, you know, that I, she wakes up early now. She's only 12 to like, you know, do her workouts in the morning so she gets stronger. And like, she just, I never told her once to do it. She just started to do it on her own. And like, we talked about like the concept of um, working hard. Like, I think that's a huge skill to teach kids, especially nowadays is like hard work and like working for something, like earning something is a skill and anything in, you know, it keeps them out of trouble also, and it makes them feel good about themselves and makes them feel good in their body when they can do these things. So it's, it really just starts like so much before, you know, and then it's like, oh, okay, I have to wear a skirt. Maybe she doesn't like it. Maybe she's, in, but she's, but the, the, the goal is so much stronger than, than the skirt, you know, meaning it's like, I want to be good at that. Or like, that's so much fun or any of that. Yeah. So identifying with your child what what lights them up what they would like to try or like to do and then also looking at internally at yourself going inward a little bit and and seeing how you can embody a little bit more of what you're trying to encourage in your daughter you know like if you want them to go on a run go on a run with them or show her that you're doing it too in a skirt with your hair covered like whatever it takes yeah absolutely yeah and it could be a different skill completely it can be like like an instrument but like like sharing that part let's say of your journey of like I was so nervous to pick it back up I haven't done it in 10 years and I went to the store and like versus you know like you share that the part of how you you did that yourself and that's you know and that shows them like you know and then how you feel and how you're practicing and all these kinds of stuff and you oh you want to do that great like this you know like your skirt has nothing to do with you know, it's something just to be proud of. It's just a badge of like what you stand for. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. And the more Jewish women we get out there doing these things proudly, the better the world becomes. Seriously, I love it. 
Yeah. So let's talk about, you mentioned your daughter, your daughter, Tahila. What, what has that process been like for you? And specifically, I'm curious about something that you touched on at the beginning of this interview, which was the concept of beauty and how you realize that she's going to need to look at herself as beautiful with hair or without hair. Tell us a little more about that process and the lessons you've learned. So I think that, you know, when she was little originally, when I knew so clearly that like we had to be as parents, like completely non-reactive, like to the point that like we could not even faking it. Like when someone would, you know, ask us, you know, what type of cancer she had or, you know, people would say weird things or make fun or cause an internal like, like anything. So the fact that it was like so not even like it was a joke, right? So it came to a point that like, we would like, we would make jokes about it with her, like all the time. Like, oh my gosh, that person's literally staring at us. Let's make a funny face back. Like we do that all the time. We're like funny face, you know? And like, it's the concept of like, when someone looks at you, smile back. And like, we never, we knew very strongly that we would, we never wanted her to be like a victim. So like, like we would just empower her. So if someone would like make fun of her, we would just be like, oh, but they like, what do they say? Oh, you don't have any hair we'd be like, so you don't have any hair. I would also look at you. Like, we're not like feeding into your self-pity, like ever. So she just learned that like, this is not something that is wrong. Like there's nothing wrong over here. It's nothing to fix. And you know, that there's like people, like you be the first one to talk about it. Like you share it with everybody, you be the light. And that was, you know, that was just part of my personal journey to get to so that I could like raise her like that you know, and now she's, you know, she's 12 years old. She completely wears a wig, doesn't wear a wig, takes it off in the middle of class. Like it's not, you know, something that's even, there's nothing negative about it. It's not, there's no, like, it's not negative. It's not positive. It's a thing. It's like, oh, you're tall, you're short, you have hair, you don't have hair, you know? And I think it is very rare because we have an organization called Heroes that we events for kids with alopecia and support groups for the parents. And we started that because we saw how many parents were so distraught and it was causing their kids like, you know, whatever the parents thought, that's how the kids thought, you know? And, you know, he was always like kid that gets everybody to take off their wigs at those ends. And, you know, they, all the, everyone runs around without it for the first time ever. It's just so freeing for these kids. Um, so it's just, and that's with anything, like anything in life, people are insecure just about anything that's not even if they are quote unquote perfection, it doesn't matter because you have to first feel comfortable with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And so what did it take for you to feel comfortable enough with yourself that you were able to pass that on to her? I mean, I think that our whole concept is like becoming strong from the inside out. So like when, let's say, for example, for me, it's like, I'm so empowered by like my physical strength that it's like, I, I appreciate my body so much. So it's like, it's like, I feel so empowered inside my body. Like the, the actual physical, like look of it is like secondary, right? So it's like, you know, I, the insecurities that I used to have about like being really small and all these things. I'm like, I would never change it for a second. Like no matter what, because I'm like, my physical strength is like such a gift. And it just, you just feel when you are fit and strong. And that's why, you know, we help women get feel like, you know, strong in their body. You're just, you appreciate a certain, like you appreciate yourself, you feel empowered by yourself. And you know, it's, it's a mental strength that you need to get there. So when you're become when you become strong and fit, 
like it's not yeah your body's strong and fit but like your mind is strong and fit and because that's what it takes to build a consistent strong like physical body a strong mind so through that journey it's just like you know building you got to believe in yourself you got to trust yourself you got to you know show up for yourself all those things that help build like that inner strength yeah and it's never too late right never oh we've got women in our program like in their 60s and they're like we're aging backwards you know so yeah wonderful wonderful well thank you so much for joining me here today we will put the links to all your stuff in the uh in the show notes what's one last piece of advice or something that you'd like to share with our listeners today? Hmm. <clears throat> Let's think. Um, I think as moms, it's just so important to know that like, like we care so much about our families and our children and like, we'll go fight for them. We'll go to, you know, do anything we think that they, they deserve or they should, you know, that we want for them. So it's like, if we, we go and do that, then we got to go and do that like for ourselves because we are the, the most like important thing to them. And if, if we really understood that, then like we would take care of ourselves better and show up for ourselves better and, you know, and put ourselves on top of the list because that's what our family, you know, like our kids need for, from us. So just don't, don't, don't forget that. A hundred percent. I preach that every day, guys, take that to heart, take that to heart. Liba, thank you so much for joining me. Guys, thanks for choosing to spend your time here with us on the Two Mom Life podcast. I know you've got a million things to do, a lot to attend to. So the fact that you choose to spend your time here with us means a lot. Till next time. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Two Mom Life podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please remember to rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to learn more about me and my work helping moms feel build up and in balance, or helping moms integrate family adventures, big and small, into mom life, or to explore how we can work together, visit my website, loveadventuremom.com, or find me on Facebook and Instagram at the handle loveadventuremom. Till next time, l'chaim to life.